It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. It's Saturday the 15th of April. I'm Jamie East and this was a week that saw junior doctors on the picket lines, Joe Biden in Ireland, Elon moaning about Twitter and the death of a fashion icon. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet, and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the standout seven from the Smart Seven. It's news, but not the news. This week saw a massive four-day junior doctor's strike as thousands of medics walked out across planned and emergency care in a dispute over pay. The British Medical Association wants a 35% pay rise, which it says would make up for 15 years of below-inflation wage rises, which has caused a recruitment and retention crisis. Dr Vivek Trivedi, co-chair of BMA's Junior Doctors Committee, said that junior doctors already feel they've been failing patients, and that's what the strikes are about. We're failing the public already because we don't have enough staff to, to to see these patients in a timely manner. And helping to restore our pace is one of the main ways that we can do this. With priority given to emergency and urgent care, it's been described as potentially the most disruptive walkout in the history of the NHS. But polling by Ipsos shows over half of Brits support junior doctors taking strike action. Health Secretary Steve Barclay says his door is open for meaningful negotiations, but argued the latest action was putting patients at greater risk. Well, I deeply regret these strikes, and in particular the timing, the fact that the PMA junior doctors have asked their members not to tell NHS managers whether they intended to, to go on strike or not, and also their refusal to agree any national exemptions. The industrial action caused chaos in the health sector, but this doctor on the picket line was calling for Steve to pay up. We're here because we're calling on the government to come to the negotiating table for pay restoration, fair pay for junior doctors. I think it's time that Steve Barkley listened and made us an offer. Dr Mark Hammond is an A&E clinician who says his colleagues deserve a decent wage for the conditions they're working in. He's been covering shifts in South London and gave an insight into his day. It's been very busy this afternoon and quite stressful. The department's full, but everybody's worked tirelessly to look after our patients. So it leads me just to say I'm fully supportive of the junior doctors and their actions. I'm sorry it's come to this, and pay really is just the tip of the iceberg. And how would Labour stop doctors leaving the NHS? Well, Deputy Leader Angela Rayner answered that question on Times Radio. We would have a bespoke scheme to deal with the specific issue, but we have to also up our game when it comes to bringing more medical places forward, which is why we end the loophole in the non-DOM status to pay for over 10,000 new medical training places. Joe Biden kicked off his four-day visit to Ireland on Wednesday. The US president made the trip to mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement and to pay tribute to his Irish ancestry. His first port of call was the rain-soaked northern Irish capital, Belfast, where he delivered a speech at Ulster University reflecting on the peace deal. In times when things seem fragile or easily broken, that is when hope and hard work are needed the most. The Good Friday Agreement showed us that there is hope for repair, even in the most awful breakages. 
While he was there, he met with UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to discuss America's commitment to maintaining peace in the North, as well as possible investment opportunities in Northern Ireland. Rishi says they're very much on the same page. And I know he shares my ambition to see the institutions here back up and running. That's what people and businesses in Northern Ireland deserve. Biden's visit comes at a time of political uncertainty in Northern Ireland. The Northern Irish Assembly has been suspended for more than a year due to clashes over post-Brexit trading protocol and an executive can't form until the DUP agree to re-enter power sharing. But while the DUP say the US president's visit won't change their stance, party leader Sir Geoffrey Donaldson's hopeful power sharing at Stormont will resume eventually. Well, I want uh, power sharing to be restored on a firm foundation. That's what we're working to achieve. And I'll be taking my message to the country during the local elections and asking people to support the DUP to finish the job. Joe's tour continued throughout the week and on Thursday he became the first American leader to address the Irish Parliament since 1995. He praised the enduring strength of the Irish US relationship and spoke of America's duty to support Ukraine in the face of Russian aggression. Old Joe had a busy day as he planted a tree in Dublin's Phoenix Park and also rang the peace bell, installed to mark the 10th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. Lord Mayor of Dublin, Caroline Conroy, is pleased he's there. He really loves the fact that he has his Irish heritage here and it's great now President Biden is coming back and we're here to welcome him home to Ireland. Biden didn't speak at Stormont while in Northern Ireland where the power sharing is still an issue, but he did speak about the situation with the Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar. Obviously, is keen to be supportive of the British and Irish governments uh, in trying to get the institutions back up and running again, but doesn't want to be overbearing or interfering either. So very much a supportive approach. The Kremlin's insisted a Wall Street Journal reporter charged with espionage had violated Russian law ahead of his arrest. But the White House now says Evan Gershevich had been wrongfully detained in Russia and the case against him is merely political. Vidant Patel is a spokesperson for the State Department and told reporters Moscow hasn't yet allowed US officials to meet with him. At this point, it is a violation of Russia's obligations under our consular convention and uh, a violation in, uh, against international law. We have stressed the need for the Russian government to provide this access as soon as possible. In Ukraine, preparations continue for a spring offensive against invading Russian troops, which has led to new conscription rules in Moscow. Traditionally, Russian conscription papers had been delivered in person, but they'll now be sent via recorded mail and online, making it harder for citizens to avoid. Andrei Kartopolov, chairman of the Russian Parliament's Defence Committee, says you've no option if you're called up. If people do not receive or pretend not to receive the summons, they will be obligated to report to the military enlistment office. If they fail to do so, they will receive a notice which contains a ban on leaving the country and a warning of further restrictive measures. This week also saw Ukraine launch an investigation into a viral video which appears to show Russian fighters beheading a Ukrainian soldier. It's the latest in a series of alleged war crimes committed by Russia during their invasion. The video's origins yet to be confirmed, but it's been spreading rapidly across social media this week, and Ukrainian President Zelensky says it shows what Russia's capable of. This is a video of Russia as it is, what kind of creatures they are. We are not going to forget anything, nor will we forgive the murderers. There will be legal responsibility for everything. The defeat of terror is necessary. In response to the video, the EU's pledged to hold war criminals to account, and Russian Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov says the Kremlin will investigate too. First, we have to check the veracity of the video. Certainly these are terrible images, and we have to check the veracity first, and then, of course, it can be an occasion to check whether or not this is true, whether or not it took place.
If it did, where and by whom? The FBI has made an arrest as it investigates the suspected leak of military documents. They appear to show a wide range of information, including potential vulnerabilities in Ukraine's defences, as well as the number of UK special forces allegedly active there. The suspect's been named as Jack Texiera, a 21-year-old National Guardsman and IT operator. He's said to have posted the information on Discord, a social media platform popular with gamers. One of the members of his online group, which was called Thug Shaker Central, has shared more about Texera. Any claims that he is a Russian operative or pro-Russian is categorically false. He is not interested in helping any foreign agencies with their attack on the US or other countries. President Biden said on Thursday he was concerned, but there was nothing of great consequence in the leak. And Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder told the press a review is underway. We do have stringent guidelines in place for safeguarding classified and sensitive information. This was a deliberate criminal act a violation of those guidelines. Still to come on the standout seven, Elon grumbles about Twitter and tributes to a British fashion icon right after this. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back. America has suffered another mass shooting after a gunman opened fire in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the 146th mass shooting so far this year. Five people are confirmed to have died in a shooting in a bank in the city, and a further eight people have been taken to hospital, including a police officer. Meanwhile, the suspect died after an exchange of gunfire with police officers at Old National Bank. Governor of Kentucky Andy Bashir was emotional at the news conference. This is awful. I have a very close friend that didn't make it today. And I have another close friend who didn't either, and one who's at the hospital that I hope is, is going to make it through. So when we talk about praying, I hope people will. Tesla boss, wannabe spaceman, and most recently Twitter CEO Elon Musk isn't usually one for an interview. But he surprised everyone by making a rare appearance on the BBC on Wednesday to discuss his $44 billion takeover of the app. Sitting down with reporter James Clayton, he lifted the lid on mass layoffs. They were difficult, glitches on the site, they're infrequent, and hate speech on the platform. It's definitely not on the rise. He also talked about the growing pains of running the company, and, well, it doesn't sound like it's been easy. The, the pain level of Twitter has been extremely high. This hasn't been some sort of party, so it's been really quite a stressful situation. But, you know, all's well, it ends well. Dame Mary Quant is being remembered as a trailblazer, genius and true icon following her death at 93. 
Tributes have come from across the fashion world, from model Twiggy, photographer David Bailey and Vogue editor Alexandra Shulman. Sadie Frost, who directed a documentary about her, says her impact on British fashion, history, women's rights and popular culture was vast. A V&A museum exhibition focused on her career opens in Glasgow next month. Quant was known for her swinging 60s style like the miniskirt and hot pants. Here she is back in 85 speaking about the importance of fashion. Rest in peace, Mary. I feel fashion's about life. It's about everything. It's about the way we, we sit, the way we move, the way we talk, the style of voice. It's about food, what we eat. It, it's there. It's about everything. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.